there are two basic aspects of today's gospel on which I would like to focus. Number one, we have to read the Bible slowly and notice all the nuances. And number two, Christianity very much emphasizes the reversal of expectations. If you were here last year, you would have heard this gospel. And if you read the, the Bible on a regular basis, you would have said, I've heard this before, I don't need to focus a whole lot on it. Because we sometimes focus on simply knowing the gospel in general, rather than diving a little deeper into it, and then trying to reflect on how the nuances of the gospel make a big difference. If I were to ask you what this gospel is about, you would probably say, it's about Jesus healing a woman, and then Jesus bringing a young girl back to life, which would be very true. But there is actually quite a lot more. One thing we often forget is how rich the Bible stories are, and how those stories connect to what is before it and what is after it. We have read or heard most of them, and we sometimes think they are just a story we should know in an abstract way. Yet there are so many details in these stories we often overlook by only listening to them in church or reading them quickly at home or, um, or simply having a, uh, a message. Sometimes we get to these programs which are helpful, which gives us verses in the Bible but don't really teach us the entire Bible in, in its whole. Why is this so important? I'm going to slow down a little bit and look at what, happens in, what happened in the Gospel of Luke prior to this section that we heard today. Chapter 8 of the Gospel of Luke, verses 1 to 3, some women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others who provided for them out of their means were healed. So this is the first part, first three verses, is a healing story. And then we have a parable of the sower, and then a series of teachings in verses 16 to 21. Verses 22 to 25, Jesus calms the storm and asks his disciples, where is your faith? So two things. One, Jesus is showing his power over nature. And this actually connects us to the book of Genesis where God creates. God creates everything. Therefore, this points to that Jesus is not just a wandering teacher. He shows forth his powers over creation, over the nature of over nature around us. And then he asks his disciples to affirm their faith in what he has done. And then verses 26 to 40, we have a story of Jesus expelling a demon out of a man. And then finally we get to today's reading from verses 41 to 56. So what we heard today comes at the end of chapter eight. Therefore chapter eight starts with the healing and the faith of many women. And then in the middle, the lack of faith of the disciples. And then at the end, the healing and faith of a woman and the raising of the dead of another woman and the faith of her father. So what do we see? Chapter 8, faith, lack of faith, and faith, faith again. These nuances are important to appreciate because today's gospel is preceded by healings and stories of faith. 
And what is extra special about today's gospel, it is that there are two stories intertwined to each other, which is actually very rare in the gospels. So you might ask the question, why would St. Luke do this? Why not just present a story, then go on to the next, present another one, go on to the next, and all is good. St. Luke actually parallels these two stories to help us compare and to contrast some very important points. <laughs> Notice that there are two main figures in the story. Jairus, a ruler of the synagogue, and a very sick woman. At the surface, we should ask, well, who is more important? One is the ruler of the synagogue and therefore publicly respected. The other is a woman at the fringes of society who is at the point of death, and if she dies, maybe no one would notice. All the needs of the ruler of the synagogue in this gospel are known and are a concern to a lot of people. It's a public figure. Well, unfortunately, no one knows the needs of this ill woman, the woman who is ignored, and with a little nuance that is added in this gospel, she's ignored even in a crowd. She's not ignored in the corner of her house. She's in a crowd and everyone ignores her and no one notices her. Before we are too quick to criticize the people in today's gospel who felt the ruler of the synagogue is more important, we need to ask ourselves whether we do the same. Who do we pay more attention to and who do we ignore on a very regular basis? With regards to society, the ruler of the synagogue is more important. However, in today's gospel, the story of Jairus, the ruler of the synagogue, a man who was supposed to be more important, is actually interrupted. In verse 42, St. Luke tells us Jairus had an only daughter about 12 years of age and she was dying. And then suddenly, St. Luke shifts the story away from the publicly respected and well-known Jairus to focus on what everyone would have seen as the less important person in the story. Everyone, of course, other than Jesus. We then read in verses 43 to 44, a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years and could not be healed by anyone, came up behind Jesus and touched the fringe of his garment and immediately her flow of blood ceased. Notice the contrast. We still don't know whether Jairus' daughter is healed or whether she has died. But we do know that the woman whom everyone ignored has been healed instantaneously. The actions of both Jairus and the ill woman are similar. Jairus came, he fell, and he asked. The woman came, touched, slight nuance of difference, but she was immediately healed. Jesus heals the woman before he heals Jairus' daughter. This shows us that Jairus and his dying daughter were important, but the woman who was not important to everyone around her became 
all of a sudden for Jesus more important because she was healed immediately. There's also an additional layer when we read this passage within the larger context of the lack of faith of the apostles that we saw a few verses earlier in chapter 8. Therefore, the unknown woman's faith is not only parallel to the faith of Jairus, but even more, both their faith is contrasted to the lack of faith of Jesus' disciples, the ones who had been with him, walked with him, and seen so much of what he had done and heard so much of his teachings. The disciples eventually did believe, and Jesus eventually healed Jairus' daughter. But the sick woman, who was ignored by everyone and could not be healed by anyone, was immediately healed because of her profound faith. Noticing these nuances help us approach how rich these Bible passages are. Doing this also, hopefully, helps us to change our perspective on others and on ourselves. In the story, both Jairus and the woman have faith. We would expect Jesus to give Jairus greater priority. We would also expect that the faith of Jairus would result in his daughter being immediately healed. The gospel, however, and quite beautifully reverses our expectations of who we think is more important. More importantly, this gospel challenges us to reverse our expectations of who and what is important in our life. At one level, this gospel challenges us to look outwards and ask ourselves who we think is important and why. Do we too often spend time and give our attention to things that are actually not that important? Do we elevate in society? Do we treat as heroes people who are doing things that are not consistent with the gospel? And are we elevating or giving priorities or trying to emulate models of behavior and models of life that are really not that important and not leading anywhere? Secondly, this gospel challenges us to look inward. After looking outward, look inward and realize just how important each and every one of us is to God. We're all important regardless of who people think we are or how well respected we are. There is absolutely no correlation, none whatsoever, between what people think of us and how much God loves us. Our value, our dignity, and worth has absolutely no connection with how long our list of friends is. Faith, prayer, and healing was not limited to the time of Jesus. And that is why when we read the Gospels, we try to apply them today. This is not something that happened way back then and that is not applicable to our life. It's relevant today. Today, faith, prayer, and healing is also not the exclusive right of some people. Just like the parallel in the gospel shows that Jesus overlooked for a time being the needs of the one who was publicly recognized and therefore put everyone on an equal footing and in fact looked first at the ones who were most in need and those who were less noticed, he does that to us today. No, 
that God loves you personally and individually. Know that you are able to talk to God as a friend. And that the fact that I'm here as a priest celebrating the divine liturgy, wearing these fancy out, this uh, fancy vestment, does not make me any closer to God. In fact, perhaps today, God is listening to you much more than he is listening to me. Believe that. This is not just a saying. God looks upon your heart. God gives you priority because he has made you in his image and likeness. Today, God's, today, today's gospel reminds us that regardless of who we are, male or female, young or old, well-known or not, we are all exceptionally important in God's eyes. And since we are important, we are invited today and every day to approach him, to touch him, and to feel the joy of his presence and the joy and blessings of his healings.